Hello, Reliving the Extreme listeners. Do you enjoy this podcast? Well, obviously you do because you're listening. If you enjoy this podcast and you shop on Amazon, why not wrap that all into one and give our podcast a little bit of support? All you have to do is when you want to shop on Amazon, instead of going to Amazon.com, go to www.tinyurl.com backslash extreme Amazon. By going there to do your Amazon shopping, you don't spend anything extra. And what it does is it throws a little a little a little commission our way here just to support the podcast. So like I said, if you like to shop on Amazon and you are a fan of this podcast and want to throw us some support, we appreciate it. That is www.tinyurl.com backslash extreme Amazon. Now let's relive the extreme. This week on Reliving the Extreme, we are going to see a wrestler posing as a lumberjack or a lumberjack posing as a wrestler. I'm not quite sure. And many other things that we got to review this week as we reviewed the episode of ECW from December the 7th of 1993. Nate Maxson here with you along, of course, with my brother Aaron. What's up, bitches? And ECW's Chad Austin. Top of the muffin to you. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the show, everybody. How's it going out there, guys? Other than suffering through the show this week. Well, that was the worst part of my week. I had, (laughs) I had, um, my doctor said I had arthritis in my foot. I had angioplastic in my, in the back of my heel. Um, I had arthritis again in my wrist. But other than that, the show was worse than this. (laughs) I walked out of there feeling okay. It was it was it was kind of rough ski this week. Um, as we, now, what I will say is this show didn't have as many. Oh, what's the matches. word I'm looking for? Well, it, it had matches. They were, I guess, if you want to call them that. Um, but uh, I, I, I did I did some research into one part of the show too. Yep, I did that. But I'll get to it when we get to it. Um, we open the show with Joey Styles in the Eagle's Nest. I think, and he's a- bumping fucking like if you go, if you look at it, it's like he he, he turns on the show and here's Joey Styles just bumping Roughneck up in his up in his apartment. He's just like, yeah, can I get a Roughneck? <laughs> you think Joey Styles' wife calls him a Roughneck? <laughs> Like after she gives, he gives him a a, a good quote. <laughs> <laughs> Joey, you roughneck, you. Uh, Joey, is this the first time we've seen Joey in this uh, little eagle's nest thing? That uh, no, it's not. No, before. It, it was it was Aaron. You're right. Like wasn't it before? Like it was December of uh, November to remember, right? He was already yeah. there then, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. It's when, he, when, it's when he's claiming he's in the eagle's nest. He's not in the eagle's nest. He's in a right. fucking bathroom or whatever. But yeah, he's just he's just bumping roughneck. Gotta have a what? <laughs> a roughneck. It's Joey's jam. Wait, wait, wait till I'm in that video. And the, this, uh, of course, leads to uh, Mr. Hughes with his manager, Jason, against uh, who the hell is Mike Norman? Chad, do you know Storm who Mike Norman, Mike Norman is? Storm Mike Norman. He's the reason why the ring didn't fall apart. Oh, okay. He put the ring up. <laughs> And he got he to get beat part, up by Mr. Hughes. Of, um, he was part of Mikey's crew. It was um, Mikey. It was Mike. I mean, all these guys were great. All these guys were fantastic guys. 
Um, a little bit later, Pablo, I think, came in. Mm-hmm. Um, Dino Sendoff kind of came in. A lot, a lot of them guys came in because they came with the ring, because they put the ring up. And that's a hell of a payday, right? Right. I mean, you're getting you're getting X amount of money. Not you're getting you're getting fucking M amount of money by driving <laughs> the ring because the guy getting paid for the ring rental is getting paid real amount X amount of money. You're getting like L amount of money to take the ring there, set it up, and then you get to work. So you get double payday. So good for them guys. Well, and I wrote down here, you know, as far as being being what what he was supposed to be doing for Mr. Hughes, which was making Mr. Hughes look badass and bumping for him, he did a good job. I mean, you know, I mean, I, it was it was an effective squash. No, you're right, because I mean, my next sentence was it was just a squash, but he didn't do anything wrong, and everything that he was supposed to do, he did right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know that drop kick. I mean, who the fuck yeah. wants to take a drop kick from Mr. Hughes? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's like, you know, what, where he's like, doing the ring. And, and, he, and, he, and that's and even he, in my notes. It's like, <laughs> Jesus Christ, Mr. Hughes does a better drop kick than the Sandman. And get, well, I'm sure I'm sure getting <laughs> drop kicked by Mr. Hughes is like having an air compressor thrown at you. Fuck. <laughs> I mean, wait, wait till we get to work. When I get to work him, um, he, he's light as a feather, you know, he's a talented mm-hmm. guy. He, he can work, he can take care of a person. And Mike Norman wasn't a bad hand. Right. He wasn't a bad guy to have as a TV guy. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like so said, was... the ring and I also, I also oh, thought this match um, did a good job because nothing really happened in it, which is okay because it gave Joey a time. It gave Joey time to tell you guys, or not you guys, but everybody that's watching what's coming up. You know, so like Joey didn't really have to like talk about the match. He could just say, hey, this is what's coming up on the show because he doesn't have to call anything because nothing's fucking happening. That makes and, sense. And not and not to mention he got a chance to put over Jason. Mm-hmm. Like put over Jason yeah. as a manager. Like he put him over like remember the spot where he went to this cologne where and Joey yeah. was like, Oh, it's cologne. I can't <laughs> I can't stand this. Yeah, he no. ha- he hasn't he hasn't started saying that Jason gives him hives yet, but that's where we're headed. Um, no, he, he kind of he, he kind of didn't say it today. I don't remember him actually saying mm-hmm. that, but he did mention like what like Aaron was saying. It showcased it showcased the talent, but it also showcased Jason as being the manager because they were like, "This is the guy we're going to fucking go with." Mm-hmm. You know, let's get this guy over and and Joey's Joey like Joey. It's like it's like he must be somebody he must have owed money to in high school or something. <laughs> like like he didn't like him from the get go. Yeah, <laughs> they might have the longest running rivalry through the history yeah. of ECW. <laughs> like Raven, Raven and Dreamer and Tommy, Joey's doll, <laughs> and Jason. Fuck. And why did Joey like? Why did they pick this time to like fucking knock Mark Marrow? Which I have no problem with Mark with knocking Mark Marrow, but they were like, oh, well, let's pick the Curtis Hughes match to just make fun of Mark Marrow. I, I, I didn't get, I didn't catch it. What, did, what, did, what he was, he was doing the, he was doing the bad man gimmick. So he, Ooh, he was, yeah. Joey, he was, he was talking about how, uh, Mr. Hughes was a bad man and he was a, a better than a, a bad man on another show, obviously alluding to Johnny B. Bad or something to that effect. I didn't write down exactly what he said. Oh, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have any idea on this whatsoever. Um, I mean, Paul Paulie would have had what little 
if any, interaction with Johnny B. Bad and WCW, mm-hmm. correct? Am I wrong? I mean, educate me if I'm not accurate. No, you're right. You're right. Well, uh, maybe 90. Uh, Johnny B. Bad came in in 91. Pauly was there in 92 with the Dangerous Alliance for a little bit. But, yeah, I doubt they had much interaction. Do, do you, I mean, w- would you possibly think in a million years that Paulie tried to do business with Mark Marrow? Lord, no. <laughs> to bring him in. Well, I don't Could know. Can you imagine Mark Marrow in the ECW arena? Well, that's what I'm asking. Is he the experiment of I could bring anybody in here? Watch this. It's going to be Mark Marrow. Yes. <laughs> Maybe we're on to something here, man. We, we booked Mark Marrow at the ECW arena. The kiss that don't miss in the ECW arena. With Hunter <laughs> Just, Q as manager. Oh. It's one match. One match against JT Smith. And the finish has to be JT has to do a moonsault. And how many missed spots would there be in that match? <laughs> oh, as many as they were prepared. I don't know how that, I don't know how that works. How they how they put their shit together, but I'm sure none of them are going to come off properly. But we 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 digress here. Yes, we digress into we we get our intro video to start the show, of course, or after the match to start the show, and then we get our buddy Maddie in the house, and he announces that the fans have chosen Sabu versus Terry Funk as the main big event surprise. at Holiday Hell. <laughs> yeah, big surprise, big surprise. Um. We get a funk, a, a Terry Funk video um, interspliced with promos and a Sabu highlight video. And I put the, the, the Terry Funk video is fun because it starts where he's just like, "I'm I'm Terry Funk. I'm really happy to be here, or whatever." And and he's calm as shit. And then they go into his video, and it just shows him being fucking bat shit crazy. Mm-hmm. Kind of showing evolution of his time in ECW. Aaron, I agree. I agree totally on that statement because I kind of thought the same thing. I said, wow, you're showing Terry Funk from day one in ECW to day now Mm -hmm. in ECW. And and it's it's showing the evolution of the fact that Paulie and Terry have had a fucking day one. Yeah, I have no idea what Paulie and I, I mean, I mean, Terry was always there. Like, I don't, I don't know if Terry and Paul ever had a problem because I don't think Paul was the guy that actually paid Terry. Well, no, I'm not saying like one personally. I'm just saying like the video shows their their like storyline beef. You know, like day one, oh, Terry, and, yeah, Terry and Paul had a beef day one. And it's evolved into whatever's going on now with him now bringing in Sabu and all that shit. Can you imagine, like, um, what Todd's uh, poor payroll was then? You know? Yeah. I mean, what do you think Paul was charging? You know, he was probably charging, like, the bare minimum just Mm -hmm. to to get to do what he wants to do. But you think Funk is going to commit to a United States territory, you know, like that? Right, yeah. and what two thousand a week, three thousand a week, easily, yeah. <laughs> and that's if he, if he just like if he's bored, right? He got nothing else to do. <laughs> I have nothing to do, so give me two grand, and I'll come work your show in Philly. <laughs> and, well, and I mean, I guess advantageous of, and I guess that's um, 
advantageous of them to use, you know, we kind of harp on this promotion in the early days here of using footage over and over and over again. But then again, if I paid Road Warrior Hawk and Terry Funk each two grand to be at the ECW arena, I'm going to record as much shit as I can for that one night. And then we're just going to use it (laughs) for a month (laughs) or ever. Yeah. (laughs) Until we become extreme. (laughs) The, uh, they also have a Sabu video here, and I put down the Sabu footage is insanely good. You know, just anything Sabu is good, I think. But the, uh, be- the best part about the Sabu footage is him not breaking the table. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I always think it's, you know, it's cool. It's great when he breaks the table, but when it don't break and he gets pissed off uh, and he like resets it up, does it again. The, and then the when gr- it don't break again, he gets really pissed off. <laughs> and then it's like a butt flop through it. <laughs> well, the great thing about Sabu is he has that old adage that sometimes Cornette talks about with certain guys like Johnny Valentine or Stone Cold Steve Austin or Roddy Piper. I know the rest of this stuff is fake, but that guy's real. You know, and Sabu is one of those wrestlers that has that air to him. Like, ah, oh, the rest of this stuff might be staged, but look at this guy. This guy, this is real. Well, you know, I, can the, tell, the, I, can tell, I can tell you this firsthand. Sabu is real. <laughs> I um I was just willing enough to go along with it. Mm. <laughs> that's what that's real. He beat the shit out of me. You wait you wait till we get to July. Oh good God. <laughs> You're still feeling it today? <laughs> I, I think so. I mean Sabu reached out to me on Twitter and asked me like how I'm doing. What do you think I'm doing? <laughs> uh, have you watched the match between us? Look at me. You put me through a table. My head like hit was was in between the ring apron and 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 on a table and everything. Get, get out of here. Sabu's like, so you're doing all right then, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm doing better than you. <laughs> at least at least my wife still has her leg. <laughs> you might want to edit that out because me and Sabu are <laughs> no, <we're> talking. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> well, as a matter of fact, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> um, Me and Sabu don't talk that And in the middle of the Perry Funk Sabu video, Paulie cut a great fucking promo. A hell of a promo. Of yeah. course. I mean, everybody needs to know about Hanukkah. <laughs> <laughs> the high holidays. And then he starts speaking in fucking like Latin or whatever. He's like, Hamaday, Hamaday, and all that shit. It's fucking great. We, we call it Babushka. <laughs> Cause, cause Jess is Jewish. She, she got me an um, honorary yarmulke. It's got the WWE logo on it. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll, put, I'll post a picture of it. On the WWE yarmulke. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm wrestling Jewish. Those sons of bitch. Those sons of bitches will sell anything, won't they? <laughs> no, I mean, she found it. I don't know how she found it. It was a Barry Horowitz website. Hey. What? Whatever, man. I got one. <laughs> I mean, you guys always brag about your fucking collection and stuff like that. But, I mean, did any of you guys ever call the 215-544-0421 number? Hotline? No. What do you mean? Because you can also, after you sit through all the numbers, all the information that they don't give you at all, you can sign up for the school. It's the same I... number. <laughs> it's, it's all the same number. Like, like, is J.T. Smith going to answer the phone and say, <laughs> yeah, ECW outline? I picture, I, 
I, I, I would that. picture JT to go pick up pick up the phone and like when he grabs the receiver, he just, just he flops it. No, what what I picture is JT Smith doing the Kramer movie phone gimmick. When yeah. he's like, he's like, why don't you just tell me if you want to go to the wrestling school? <laughs> yeah, but JT's gimmick is that he fucks everything up. So he's got to be like, why but don't you tell me, the movie, but that you want to see, bro? like, like why, why not fuck it up like that? <laughs> he can't do it like movie phone because that would be a competition of movie phone. It's it's F I L M. <laughs> and Kramer's F I L T Phil <clears throat> the um <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> back to what Aaron was saying about Heyman's promo here very well done um uh, one of the lines in there is that Terry's going to tell his young daughter or he's telling Terry's young daughters daddy is going to go to hell at holiday hell um and then, like Chad alluded to, we get the ad for the ECW Wrestling Academy as narrated by Jay Sully. Um, an ad for ECW hats, merchandise, and ramen noodles or whatever they were advertising hats. there. Hats, <laughs> t-shirts, videotapes. And ramen noodles. Joey, also now back in the Eagle's Nest, introducing us to a match between ah, J.T. Smith and Johnny Hotbody. Oof. I can't even read my handwriting. <laughs> I, I, all, all I did was wrote, I, the first thing I can read is, uh, oh, this should be a doozy. Oh, that's what I wrote. Um, and my I don't first, think I'm off on this. My first note is Johnny Hotbody might have the most unfortunate haircut <laughs> in the history of haircuts. <laughs> Johnny Hotbody was Johnny Hotbody was the first victim of the Floby. Yeah. Yeah, like like when he gets knocked out of the ring, it looks like he gets shot in the head without actually being shot in the head. Like his hair just like 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 his hair does like a bull Nucano ninety five. Like it just stands up. Like the top of it just stands up. Joey even mentions it. And he's like, "Ugh, my haircut," you know. But it's like, put the do rag back on. Yeah, do rag a doom. Put your shit back on, buddy. But right. yeah. So, so we've already done. We've already gotten rid of the um, what Christopher Michaels and who else? Uh, the um, hunters. Well, Candido was the other one. Well, Candido other... didn't necessarily leave. He yeah, he bounced. He, he was just like, I'm going to smoke him out. Let's fuck yeah. <laughs> but but um, now, now, we're, are, now are we starting to see the new crop getting ready to get faded out? Oh, God. I hope. Because we can't, we can't the, like this bad penny hunter, you know, he keeps popping back up every week. Yeah, I we thought John, just, when he said he was retired in the mountains, yeah, I thought he was just going to leave. I didn't know he was going to come back with a fucking lumberjack. <laughs> How could you not know, Aaron? He said he was going to the mountains. <laughs> I, I thought he was going to retire and get eaten by a bear, but he came back with a fucking lumberjack. <laughs> if, if this is December 93, then... I, I don't remember when the next taping was. I mean, Nate, you might know. Was it like January the 3rd or January the 2nd? Like, it may have been right around New Year's Eve, like right around New Year's when mm -hmm. they had the other taping, and everything changed. And then you started seeing all them other guys, like um, my friend Johnny Hotbody and all them other guys. 
like really getting phased out. How do you think it? that's when Paul like got the grip? Probably, yeah. Yeah, I, and you're probably right about the January, probably around January 3rd. This holiday hell's on the 26th, and the TV taping's probably the next Saturday. Um, I would have to get into the torch and see when it actually was, but I'm sure that's right around that time frame. My only other notes on this fucking fiasco is (laughs) that um, leg drop that Johnny Hotbody (laughs) attempts, attempts to do on JT... He just fucking plops his ass on the mat. <laughs> like, he, he didn't hit anything. He just plops like a human pear. Like, like that's what Johnny Hotbody is to me. He's like a fucking human pear. He's shaped like a fucking pear. And, and, and he just plops his ass down on the mat. And then, and then. Oh, come on, give it to me. I, know, I then, think I know where you're going. I think I know where you're going. They, they attempt to do that sunset flip off the top rope. <laughs> It's in my notes. <laughs> and it's not bad. It's sudden. Like, just, <laughs> like it happens so just sudden. Like they just they they drop like a fucking brick. It's so fucking bad. I I don't I don't I don't really have much more di- much more <laughs> different to say, other than the fact that I just I I couldn't I I couldn't believe the, the terrible chair shot. Um, I I couldn't I couldn't any of. It was all just re goddamn ridiculous, <laughs> and and um and uh, yeah. After the leg drop, you know, now it's a wonder why the Hogan leg drop didn't get over. Like, uh, why? I mean, why it got over as good as it did? Because that was devastating. He dropped that <laughs> leg about seven inches away from. He fucked that mat up, Aaron. That match never going to be the same. Um, how close he was to that leg drop? Yeah, that that match was. Uh, it was everything that I thought it was going to be going into these notes, and that's why I'm. I wasted a piece of this paper just writing notes on this goddamn thing. Stormin' Norman was like, "Fuck, he broke it." Yeah, that was a. Uh, oh shit! Yeah, that was a. Uh, <laughs> That was a uh, yeah that that wasn't fantastic. <laughs> that wasn't fantastic. I rather watch Tux Newman promos. <laughs> J J T Smith gets the win here after a Kane uh, botch deal with Hunter and uh, and Johnny Hotbody. All right, we get the Paulie Dangerously ECW Hotline ad. Followed by what is supposed to be, I guess it kind of happens, Bad Breed versus Tasmaniac and Kevin Sullivan. Um, Instead of going into the match, Kevin Sullivan cracks J.T. Smith with a chair as J.T.'s headed to the back. Insanity ensues. Um, As he's beating up J.T., Taz goes to the ring on his own and uh, pretty much beats the, uh, the bad, he beats Ian in seconds. Um, and what did, what did we think of this insanity, Chad? <laughs> oh, I, I don't know. My notes are all fucked up. I, um, all I, all I had was the Rottens or the, the, the Rottens get bad, get beat up, bad breed get beat up. They, they, well, it, essentially Sullivan attacked JT in the aisle. So he never even hit the ring. But this then, is all coming back to break, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, coming, so I didn't miss. No. No. Oh, because I, I completely left the room. I got a car wash. <laughs> but I mean, basically, so I didn't miss anything. JT bumped into woman and Sullivan oh, took okay. offense. So then all oh, just hell broke loose. Yeah. Oh, I got you. 
And then like Taz Jimmy G was trying to stumble out from getting his ass kicked and then bumped into woman and then Sullivan kicks the shit out of him and, and, and JT takes a hell of an ass whooping. Goddamn woman. What can you say about that, bro? Good God. I like they, a bump into woman. She's probably <laughs> one of the most striking people I've ever seen in person. At like eight in the morning. And like we've like we've discussed on the show before, I think we all were in agreement right up there with Sherry, you know, as the two best best heel valets slash managers in the history of the business. Um for two different reasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One bumping and one psychology wise. Absolutely. Yeah. The this segment didn't make Okay, it made Sullivan, you know, it kept up his crazy gimmick that he always kept up. It made Taz look like a badass. But I don't think because there was so much confusion surrounding everything, I don't think it made the bad breed look bad that Ian took the fall so quick. You know, they were kind of distracted or their characters were distracted or whatever by what was going on. So I think everybody came out of this segment okay. Oh, clearly the the, the fall was not the um, objective, the goal Mm -hmm. of of the angle. That was not the deal. But, I mean, somebody had to do it, blah, 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 and it sounded great on paper, right? Mm-hmm. Right. They beat the bad breed. Oh, my God, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but, yeah, I, I agree, but I, I, I'm not sure why it couldn't have been a couple of job guys. Uh, I'm starting to I'm starting to believe that this is the downfall of the Rottens. Yeah, they or, didn't even get – they didn't give Ian time to get his gun put away before he got put on the ground. No, that, that that belly was prominent. It was yeah. as prominent as the twenty five people that go to the IWA show. <laughs> and I love I love Ian, and he's going to kill me over this, but whatever. Uh, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I'm starting to think. I, I have no idea. I really wish I would have known what the downfall of Ian was in ECW. I I don't know, and I'd like to know that because I was. I was around them guys. I traveled with them guys and everything. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like, I th- you think I would know, right? So it was or he, I would have heard something. I, I guess my question then for you with traveling with them and stuff was, was it one of those things where one week he was with you and then the next week he was just gone and you didn't ever see him around again? Is that how it went? Axel? No, Ian. Is that how it went down with him? No. I mean, um, back in the day, Axel was sober. Like he didn't even do drugs. Mm-hmm. He had never done drugs. And Ian, as far as I know, he had never done drugs either. And, yeah, I mean, yeah, we all just went to shows together and stuff, and and worked together. Like it, it wasn't even like that culture. Mm-hmm. It wasn't really until Axel. I, you know, I can't say anything about Ian. Because I don't know about I don't know about Ian. Yeah, I know about Axel. It was Axel didn't smoke. He didn't drink. He didn't do anything until he started doing the hard stuff. Yeah, I did, but I, I'm with you. I don't know what uh, what led to the downfall of Ian with ECW. Um, but it's I, I think we're going to start their feud with each other soon, aren't we? Isn't that '94? Yeah, and um, I'm not sure I even had that ma- that that tape. Is that a, is that a tape that's even out there? With the Taipei death match on it? Yeah. Or the type, uh, it has to be because I've seen the match. So there has to be, there had to be some kind of a video of it. And not just highlights either. I think I've actually seen the match, not just like highlights on the TV show or whatever. But I was there, I was there for it, dude. It was, <laughs> it was ridiculous. Like it was ridiculous before it even happened. 
<laughs> no, that, I mean, I'm not even kidding. It was that kind of ridiculous because they they didn't know what the fuck they were doing. I mean, we're, we're not even we're not even there yet. So, I mean, do you guys want to go into that? We can save it for when we get there. Yeah, I mean, we can we can save it for when we get there because yeah, because that, that that's a pretty cool story. Because I do have a little bit of a story as to maybe why Ian was no longer in the company, but <laughs> goody goody. <laughs> I, I don't I, I don't think that's the fucking definite. I don't think that's the reason. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I just think that that was kind of like a maybe this guy's not. The next thing we have is an ad for the Variety Club. Yeah. Um, the Variety Club that is um, working to help the families of, of downtrodden people like Chris Michaels and the Sandman and Big Sal. And they, they like donate to these people to help take the burden off the shoulders of the families of like people like Chris Michaels and the Sandman and Big Sal. <laughs> the Variety Club. I totally disagree, Aaron. I totally disagree. <laughs> You know what I think is wonderful? I, oh, go ahead, Chad. No, you go ahead. You go I was ahead just gonna say. <laughs> I was just gonna say. I, I think it's. I think it's fantastic that every week I I I have to I, I like to detail the show, so I like to run through. Okay, okay, we got a hotline ad. We got an ad for this. We got an ad for that. But every week when I talk about the Variety Club ad, Aaron has a new a new <laughs> a new like. Uh, uh, summaration of his own variety club. Because I think he wants to get in on it. <laughs> I think he's got an in, and I think he's trying to capitalize on the variety. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's the spice That's of life, nice. man. Right. And then we get the um, age-old, I think since week one, Jimmy Snuka deal. ECW. I don't even know what Ooh. he says. Yeah. Ooh. 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 <laughs> Nobody takes care more not business than Jimmy Snuggler. <laughs> that guy is taking care of so not business. In the in, what ninety three? Yeah, it's almost twenty years. And taking care of business, <laughs> it caught up to him eventually. Fucking slacker Snuka. Oh, he's dead. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It caught up to him eventually. Kind of happened. Up next, Hunter Q has brought us his. Findings from the mountains. Jesus the lumberjack. Christ. All right. So this guy, this guy. Now, I guess I'll ask Chad. Do you remember this dude? Were you on any shows with him? I know he only made a few appearances because I, because I'm, I don't know, a sadist or whatever, whatever, sadist. a masochist up to myself. I, I try to. Know what, I, try, I don't want to know what you do with your balls, buddy. I, what the I, fuck? I try to do. I try to do research on this guy. Okay. Yeah. What kind of people am I involved with? I'm. I'm, I'm gonna do research on you. <laughs> I'm a masochist. I'm a sadist. <laughs> I believe in the you Walking should, Dead. You should have done. You should have done a background check before you joined the podcast. <laughs> this lumberjack dude. The only place that there's any information on him is this thing, the International Wrestling Database. All it has listed Roy for him, check, check this out. Date of birth unknown, nationality unknown, matches two, ring name, the Lumberjack, preferred name, the Lumberjack, <laughs> gender, male. 
And then if you try to do any more searching, any more deeper on this dude, it's Google's like, did you mean the Yukon Lumberjacks? <laughs> There's nothing. There's nothing on this cat. So I know nothing about this guy. It's a big fog, man. <laughs> They're casting a big fog. They don't want you to know that he is somebody that you've already seen. And you don't know that you've already seen him. <laughs> think deep. Think. Think about. Is he a, is he a super destroyer? Of course he is. Ah. <laughs> it's Doug Stahl. He's the the big super destroyer. I guess the, one, the that, one that didn't do the job. I was gonna say he was the he was the one that didn't take his mask off. I guess, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, there you go. My, I didn't need to do my research. All I needed to do was listen to Reliving the Extreme, ladies yeah, I and gentlemen. I pulled that out of my ass, too, though. I, just, I can't even believe I you know. guys didn't even, think, didn't even think that at all. Like, no? You guys didn't even put it together. Like, that's Doug. I mean, I mean, <laughs> granted, I'm sure you didn't know his name. But, I mean, you know, it's one of the Super Destroyers. What a great story that would have been if they'd have told it. Hunter got the other Super Destroyer back on his side again. <laughs> well, who was Mr. X? That's what I want to know about it. Who was Mr. Wait, X? Wait, wait till I get my notes about this. Because Mr. X has got to be a Paulie fave from WWE TV, right? Mr. X. How many times did they ever have a Mr. X on TV? They always said, what's his name? I don't know. It's, I don't yeah, know. What's his name? Mr. X. Either Mr. X or Dr. X. One of the two. Well, well if the Lumberjack is Doug Destroyer, um, Doug Mr. Destroyer. X, Mr. X has to be either um, Jay Sully or Stevie Wonder. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it's either one. <laughs> I, I, I think it's probably it's somebody Herbie Vernesto knows that probably drove the truck to the building. Just go out there and take the Ox Baker. <laughs> <laughs> all he's going to do is slam you a couple times. It may hurt a little bit, but you'll get over it. And then he's going to punch you in the heart. And this segment, whatever, better left. Than we, we said enough about it, didn't we? Boy, <laughs> it, I thought it, it was got time to rock. It got enough attention. Yeah, <laughs> Doug, Destroyer versus, Doug Destroyer versus the masked Stevie Wonderful. It was good. No, I thought, was I, thought you were, I thought you would play like It's Time to Rock or something. Like a video, like a, a song in the background. We're getting ready to do a rock and rebel video. Yeah, that's in my notes. It's like they they're like, oh, it's rock and rebel, and then it was just some generic jackass music. It's yeah, like, I figured I figured Nate would throw some cool music behind it, you know, for the show. Like, <laughs> yeah, like it's like, like we got the key we got is to... hot tonight. Whoa. <laughs> Hot tonight. We got shitty karaoke music for everybody, but then the Rock and Rebel comes on, and it's just fucking generic jackass music. It's like they don't have a they don't have like a shitty karaoke version of like Welcome to the Jungle or something. <laughs> this is it was bad. I think that was it. And the video had too much Chris Michaels in it. By the way, <laughs> oh no, you can never have enough Chris Michaels. <laughs> like I wonder he what just, his hairdressers doing these days. Because I mean, I Chris, Chris, Mike, Chris Michaels just advanced in the tournament of the worst of the worst. Yes, he did. He beat, he beat Ivan Putsky. Right? He beat who? Ivan Putsky. Aaron oh, picked wow. the Aaron picked the brackets. <laughs> Ivan Putsky, yeah, he's pretty bad. But <laughs> I, I, I picked uh, Sir Christopher Michaels. On, uh, yeah, me too. But, 
He had to get my vote. He's our MVP of the worst of the. I, as vote, long I'm, as I could avoid the Polish hammer, I'm fine. I'm, vo- I'm, I'm, I'm voting him all the way to the finals. Uh, <laughs> let's hope Archie Mitchell does too. <laughs> I'll give him a couple cheeseburgers. He'll be good with it. Next ad, we can bring ECW to your town, folks. Your your community event. Your what have yous. Um, another ECW Academy ad. Hope everybody's ready for Chetty because he'll be in there at some point. Joey, now in the ring, is supposed to start interviewing the ECW champion Shane Douglas, but we get interrupted by Maddie. And this goes on and on forever and on <laughs> and on. Terrible. He he doesn't know how to pronounce Tasmaniac either. Maddie? Yeah, Maddie doesn't know how to pronounce Tasmaniac. Don't you say it with an S? Um, S. He says. JT Smith and da, 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 I'm looking at my notes and Maddie says Taz mini X. He can't even read it mini so X. bad, right? <laughs> well, can, we, can, we, can we at least just get over all this and just get the woman? <laughs> Hallelujah. Just, can you just bring woman out? Can you just parade Nancy out in front of all the people and and put her on television for Christ's sake? Forget about whatever this nonsense was what we were just talking about. And before before they put women on TV, they have to give us the recap of the tag championship win by Tommy Dreamer and Johnny Gunn. Um, and the next week we will see Kevin Sullivan in the Taz. How does that go, Aaron? Tasmaniac <laughs> against Dreamer. Daddy said Tasmaniac because <laughs> he's a fucking retard. I don't even think it's funny, and I'm laughing. Tis maniac. Tis maniac. Tis t i s t i s. Tis maniac. You guys get you guys get the, you guys get together says, on the spelling. You guys get together on the spelling, and I'll make it the title of the episode. He says tis maniac because he's a fucking waterhead. Maddie is a waterhead. I don't know anything about that. Do you think he's gay? <laughs> I kind of thought maybe he's gay. <laughs> he's never going to hear this. He can't afford the internet at this point. All Wait, right. Prison? <laughs> All right, how about you want to bet Maddie's dead? <laughs> I, I bet Maddie's dead. <laughs> well, a- anyway, come on, guys. Uh, let's be serious here. Um, yeah, I don't know what you guys want to do for the rest of the show. We don't have a whole, we don't have a whole lot of time. But I'll get I'll get right to it. I really love like there's a whole bunch of other stuff that I really liked, but I never really got to because you know Aaron's immaturity and everything. <laughs> but um, you said Maddie was gay. Oh, <laughs> <my immaturity. laughs> well, I, I may have said it, but you ran with it. <laughs> but but the uh, public enemies promo at the uh, prison. I can't even do this. You jumped over I, Shane's I thought it was promo. great. What's that? You jumped over Shane's promo. Oh, no, I didn't. You did. You <laughs> laughed all the way through it. I gave a whole entire description. Go back and listen, Nate. Well, uh, well let's talk about Shane's promo for a minute. Um, what you got? What did you get out of it? Well, my thing was, it was okay. And, and, um, woman was trying to get, um, Shane to join the Lollipop Guild. Oh, well, that's why I said, yeah. Um, 
woman. Like, let's talk about woman. I thought it was. I thought that was great. Like, I, I don't know whether they got we got railroaded on talking about <laughs> other shit. We did a little whatever. bit, but we did kind of talk about that. But yeah, I mean, woman is. Um, I think I already said it. The most ravishing person I've ever seen live at like eight o'clock in the morning. I've never seen anybody look like that standing in a hotel in a hotel lobby getting a continental breakfast. <laughs> you know, a piece of toast and a you know a bagel and a cup of coffee, and she's makeup on and I'm like she's standing there like she's just pristine. Like don't touch her, hmm. don't go near. Her. But that that was my impression of woman. And on top of that, again, we'll beat this to death till she leaves ECW. What a fucking talent, you know, man. Just and 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 like I said, I'm going to put that out there that until Taz and uh, Kevin Sullivan break up on the ECW, they're going to be the Lollipop Guild. (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, anything woman does is going to be good. I mean, because she's what been with Kevin Sullivan? What she's probably 22, maybe. Mm-hmm. And when and, and in the early days, and she's dealing with Florida, so she's got to deal with Eddie Graham, Kevin Sullivan, Dusty. She's not learning from stupid people, right? And she's getting it. And what what did she do in ECW? Nothing. <laughs> she just came out and said a couple of words. If she said a couple of words, and because she's so talented, and because she's so talented. And has such a presence. That's all she has to do, you know. I mean, and God bless her. That's easy money for her, and and she look great doing it, you know. I mean, yeah. Like I, 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 I'm not saying this to be disrespectful to either one of them at all, but she was like the. Um, I don't want to say it. She was like the. She's the chick that does the things that you want her to do, Elizabeth. If that makes Good sense, <laughs> you know, it's like I'm not, I'm not knocking either one of them. I'm just saying she's like the the dirty chick. Yeah, she's like the dirty chick version of Elizabeth. Yeah, I mean, well, I don't want to put time in with Elizabeth. How much time are you going to put in with Elizabeth? It's going to be what six months. Yeah, lots of, lots and then eventually she's going to talk about moving in, possibly lots of, getting engaged before I even fil- finger banger. Lots of filet mignon and flowers, and <laughs> but woman just like shut the fuck up and stick your finger in, bitch. Yeah, what the fuck? All right, yeah. So woman, woman, woman. She's like, I've danced with the devil. <laughs> that's it's hot, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, that's hot. I want a girl like, that's fucking. I want a girl that swung from the ceilings. Yeah, <laughs> chandelier. I mean, she, I mean, what else can I do with her? She fucked a midget. I slept with a midget. <laughs> it wasn't Kevin Sullivan, was it? <laughs> or not? Every, All right. Every time, every time she talks to somebody that's never met me, she goes, <laughs> "You know, Chad slept with a midget, right?" <laughs> And they go, no. And I was hoping it wasn't like a job career thing, you know, where she was like, you know. Dead face. Not yet. Now, it was a midget. Just a midget. Was it Tiger Jackson? No, but she actually could have been a worker. (laughs) She was on Jerry Springer. But anyway, I really like the, I really like the, the public enemy promo for the prison. 
All right. Yeah, Enough too. with this. Enough with the midget talk. Enough with the midget uh, hibbity hoopla. Let's get the public enemy. That's what we're really talking about. That's what everybody wants to hear about. The East of maybe, maybe that's what they want to hear. <laughs> but they, um, I thought, I thought the East. Uh, stop it, Nate. The, uh, the, uh, the public enemy promo I thought was fantastic. I thought all of it was great. I loved, I loved the way they called it. The um, like whatever the countdown or whatever it was. They body watched, count match. Whatever, body count. Yeah, I love that. I love the way they built it up. I thought that was like, that's tremendous. I thought mm-hmm. that was like a, like with no money, man. You know, there wasn't any right. money booking that, right? No, <laughs> and and this is, I, I don't, I can't remember. I think we've just, I don't remember if we discussed it on our this show here or on We Can't You're Wrestle still about what the have you. <laughs> Aaron is. I I've moved on. <laughs> um, but so we. I think we discussed before. Like this, this public enemy. I really still really like. I I don't like them when they start getting too cartoony later on. But this public enemy is very effective, especially if you put yourself back into 1993 in professional wrestling. This was something very different, and um a decent gimmick, but, and they were a good promo. It's when they start getting really cartoony with the yeah, Johnny and all that stuff that they start to get on my nerves a little bit. But my worry was watching this was when sports channel was like, Oh, what you're about to see is going to be graphic. They're in prison. I'm like, Oh man, I don't want to see one of these fat pigs get plugged. <laughs> you didn't like that. I, mean, I thought it was, <laughs> you're being ridiculous, but I thought it was cool that they did. That. No, you didn't like that. <laughs> No, I, I I hate the public enemy. I don't like any incarnation. I'm sorry, and I'm all right, probably all right, all right, all right. stop it. Stop, stop, stop. I know we're running a little bit long, but just a couple of months prior to this, Monday Night Raw started. Is mm-hmm. this not a better alternative than Monday Night Raw? Well, the show is, and I get the um the um how do I want to say it like the the presentation of it but and and I'm a and I'm going to preface this by saying that I um like rock a rock in the ring but like I was never a fan of public enemy well neither was I but I mean did it, it I mean I didn't never not shake his hat, his hand thanks for the house which he probably didn't draw it anyway but I was you know <laughs> Just, I was thanking him for the fact that he owns a house. <laughs> thanks. thanks, thanks for owning a house. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. oh, welcome, welcome to the, welcome to the, yeah, pen, the club. The, the, yeah, yeah. Like, it, it's like, welcome, welcome to the the Pennsylvania State Correctional Facility where you can roam the hallways by yourself and cut a wrestling promo. I thought. <laughs> I thought I thought that was the best thing they possibly could have done with what they had. And and you know, do you think that was really in the Pennsylvania State Prison? No. Yeah. It was in some fucking I don't know. It was in gay Maddie's dungeon of sex and diet like Who? nastiness. It was in gay gay Maddie in the houses. I, don't know. I thought you were going to say five and... stories. <laughs> that, that's not going to air. 
So the gist of the gist of this body count match is that they're they're gonna have a match between Rocco Rock and Pat Tanaka. <laughs> it's fucking awesome. Johnny jo- Johnny Grunge and Paul Diamond will be housed in cells. The winner gets to free his partner. And they get to do whatever they want, I guess. And then after 15 minutes, hey, modern wrestling fans, does some of this sound familiar? After 15 minutes, the cells will explode. So somebody's supposed to explode in their cell pretty much here. Um, sounds familiar to some of the modern fans, maybe. And that it's uh, something ECW winds up having to apologize for, I believe. The but, kaboom? Yeah, the kaboom. going to be a big kaboom. <laughs> Earth-shattering kaboom. I've seen a bigger kabooms from a Sal Balomo. Let me tell oh, you that. Oh, Sal Balomo. <laughs> the kids. Bigger kaboom. <laughs> My wife has a bigger kaboom. <laughs> And a caboose. I like a, I like to a smack my wife's a bigger kaboom. What's the matter, you? <laughs> All right. So that's the end of this episode of ECW. I like it to blow my Alfredo sauce against my wife's the big kaboom. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. The pierogi. <laughs> Watch out for the stromboli. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so overall, guys, are we grading this? Cl- are we? Gra- I like to go week to week now because some weeks we're like, yeah, it's not even worth grading. Some weeks we have a grade. It's that's and that's great. But anybody have a grade for this show? You want to give it a rating this week? See, I, I'm I'm still not rating it. <laughs> it I'm, not, I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna argue about why I'm not gonna rate it because I do see. I do see um, greener passions. I see it. I mm-hmm. see it, but it's just not now. It, that's yep. the problem. It's just not now, and it's not their problem. It's just they, they're they having um, a growth issue right now. You understand? Yeah. Well, yeah, and, and that's why I keep saying, like, at least the past month, it's been ever since we had that first ECW on TV Sabu Taz match that was what, but does that make it maybe a month ago, a month and a half ago? Consistently, what I'm seeing on this show is a tale of two companies. It's it almost. It's like you're you're trying to use the magic eraser to get rid of your 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 Chris Michaels's and your Johnny Hot Bodies and et cetera, et cetera. But you still have to use those guys to fill out your card because it's, it's economics, right? Because you can only bring guys, in you can only bring in so many Terry Funks with, with the State Athletic Commission. Mm-hmm. Well, not just that, also, but you can only you, you at this point they can probably only afford so many Terry Funks and Kevin Sullivans, you know, to try to I don't know put some names on the show, and you can't have them on every week because that would cost too much and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But you can, like Chad said, you can definitely see greener pastures. Each and every week, we get a little bit more of what ECW is going to become. And it's, I'm not saying the shows are great, but they definitely get better as the weeks go on. And you have your doozies or your do ragsies in the case of Johnny Hotbody. But overall, um, 
I didn't think I didn't think this show was terrible. It had its, it had its terrible fucking moments, or especially that 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 JT hot body deal was rough. Oh, man, I gave the Majesty just because of how ridiculous it was, and there was so much funny shit on it. And I might be a little um, steered towards the sea because. It, we made it better. Like every time we make the show funnier, it um, upgrades us, my, that. Grade level. us. I think we make the show funnier than they do. Well, no, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Like I watched the show and I'm like, that was a D and then we watch it and the shit gets funnier. And I'm like, <laughs> I, guess, well, I guess, I guess it wasn't so bad. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm going to start using Greek alphab- alphabets for my grading on this show. Jesus. I gave this show an X11. Some weeks, I don't know if either one of you guys, I know Aaron's not really. I don't know if you are Chad or not, but I don't know if you're a horror film fan. But some weeks when I watch, my wife and I watch a lot of horror movies. And some weeks when I watch this show, I liken it to when we watch horror movies because a good, a, a really fucking bad horror movie is just a comedy movie. Like it's never, it's never a bad movie. Because when you watch a really bad horror movie, it just becomes a comedy. It's just something that you watch and you laugh at. And you, yeah, that movie was fucking terrible, but I really enjoyed it because we laughed our asses at, at off for a half, an hour and a half, and made fun of it. And that's how I look at some of these ECW shows. You know, I, I go in thinking I'm going to get a wrestling show. Some weeks I get a comedy. <laughs> well, it's kind of like I said. You got uh, Raw just started a few months mm-hmm. prior to this, so look at what they're putting on. You're putting on the same shit, but it's a better, it's a better same shit than they're doing. Yes. And that's why I always say on the show too, for people that may be listening that, I don't know, we may have listeners that didn't really watch ECW in its time. Maybe they weren't even alive yet. But if you were a wrestling fan back then, this is, you cannot, you cannot even fathom how different this was and how grab your attention this was like Aaron was talking about public enemy and it's cool. You're not a fan. It's all good. There's guys I'm not a fan of that other people really like, but I'll put in compare and contrast on this show. We have the public enemy. Yeah. It's kind of corny that they're in the jail or whatever, but it's still very raw, very rough. Whereas the WWF was giving us Mo and Mabel men on a mission who were essentially the wrestling version of, of tag team. You know, the, the but it, it's it's so there's two it's it's two very stark different kinds of product and ECW ECW's product in this time stood out so much more because of that, because it was so starkly different. Well, I, I was gonna let you go. Do your tirade, man. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> cut your promo, buddy. I'm not gonna cut you off, man. <laughs> I'm not gonna cut you off on your promo. Cut it. I did you're right. I mean, I I agree like wholeheartedly. I mean, if, if there, there, there's just so much stuff that you wish you could do backwards and redo <laughs> it again. Yeah. <laughs> Good God! When you, you know, thank God for YouTube. <laughs> uh, I I don't know what you guys are gonna watch tonight, but I'm probably gonna watch some AWA from like 1981. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I'm I'm trying to go to sleep. <laughs> and I, well, I, I, I love a good a good Vern Gagne. Vern Gagne. <laughs> yeah, 
against Tom Rocky Stone. Vern Gagne's most hardcore match was in the nursing home when he killed that guy. I never heard about that. Yeah. Did you know about it? Vern Gagne killed a guy. <laughs> yeah, that was the biggest heel turn ever. <laughs> well, we, we really can't be saying this stuff on the on the radio. You got to edit, edit, edit this out. There's no hey, way Vern Gagne turned heel in like 2010. I don't want to be on Vern Gagne's bad side. <laughs> zombie, Ver- zombie Vern Gagne is coming at you. All right, anything you guys want to say? You heard that Vern Gagne killed a guy? They all killed people. <laughs> well, he actually killed a guy. Like, he choked him out in a retirement home. Were you there? I wasn't there, <laughs> but I read about it. Okay, you read about it. All right. Was he there? Well, yeah, he was, because he killed him. No, the guy that wrote about it. You read about it. There was, like, police report. Okay, the police report said that Vern Gagne killed a guy, and the other guy said he killed a guy. He killed a guy. And he told you that he killed a guy. I'm going to look it up. Oh, uh, we ain't got time for this. But <laughs> we, we, while Aaron's looking that up, we are going to sign off. Yeah, uh, you, you, go ahead, <laughs> you text me later, buddy. Thank you all for joining us this week on Reliving the Extreme. Aaron, Chad, thank you for joining me. And we appreciate your support, everybody. Join our, Facebook, join our Facebook group if you have not yet. Check out WrestleNet Radio also and the We Can't Wrestle podcast. That being said, we'll see you next week on Reliving the Extreme. Reliving the Extreme is a production of Max and Out Media. All rights reserved.